Hello and welcome to the Career Builders Podcast. I'm Mike Bird. I'm Lisa Blaine. Today we are talking about nurturing a creative mindset with our friend Ryan Stanley. Ryan is a lifelong entrepreneur who is known for his impressively natural ability to connect with and understand and empower those who are willing to make significant changes in their personal and professional lives so they can end up being the best versions of themselves. Since graduating from the Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching, aka IPEC, We've talked about that school a few times on our show. Back in 2009, as a certified professional coach, Ryan has changed the lives of hundreds of clients from all walks of life. More recently, he's also been working at his alma mater as both an admissions coach, where he closed almost $22 million in sales in eight years and acted as their first ever internal coach. In July of 2019, Ryan published his first book titled Be Patient, Be Present, Be Joyful, a first aid kit for the emotional bumps, scrapes, and bruises of life. In the spring of 2020, Ryan took his sales and coaching expertise to new levels by co-founding Teach Me to Sell, an online sales training organization that works closely with service-oriented solopreneurs, as well as those new to any sales role in purpose-driven organizations to help them push past fears and blocks around sales. Ryan joins us from New Jersey. Ryan, welcome to the Career Builders Podcast. Mike, thank you so much for having me. Super excited to be here. I've uh, been looking forward to it all day long. Cool. We are so excited to have you. And just the fun fact for the dear listener, we talked about IPEC, like I've said, on this show. It's how Lisa and I met. The sort of circle of life moment here is that Ryan was actually my admissions coach. He brought me into IPEC, where I met Lisa, where we were able to then build this show from. So it's a really wild, wacky circle of life moment for us. We couldn't be happier to have you. Yeah, love it. Really super stoked. Um, yeah, man, life is an adventure. And when we start to kind of see these synergies show up and, and things do come full circle mm-hmm. and uh, it's cool to be able to recognize that and, and kind of create some gratitude for it. So, you know, high fives all around. I'm, totally. I'm excited, stoked to be here. Virtual high fives. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> so, Ryan, can you tell us a little bit about your journey to becoming a coach? Yeah, happily. Um, and thanks for the opportunity. So <clears throat> in 2000, so I've always been a bit of a, a lifelong entrepreneur, right? Really, I mean, my, my dad was an entrepreneur, um, sometimes for better, sometimes for worse. But uh, And so there's aspects of my whole life that I've always been working some sort of either my own company or um, was working for a startup, whether it be my, my brother had a company. I was, was kind of his right-hand guy for a while. My dad and I started a couple of businesses together as well. Uh, and in 2008, I had an um, artist management company. So I managed a bunch of bands. And I love music. I love live music. I love working with creative people. Um, one of the things I loved most about being a manager of a band was the was working with people and inspiring them and helping them to kind of see that they have uh, more potential and help and having conversations with them that maybe nobody had had with them before, right? And letting them know that they can set big they can set big goals, they can step into the greatness. Um, and a lot of the time, when you're a musician, what a lot of people don't realize is musicians are actually entrepreneurs, right? People see them as creative people, creative artists but they don't realize that they are also creating something that they want to sell to the masses for a living. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, sometimes the musicians don't even realize that they're just so mm-hmm. caught up in this identity of being a musician or an artist or whatever it is. And so being a lifelong entrepreneur and being somebody who is, was fond of, of choosing your mindset. Um, I love that aspect of it. I love, um, especially a lot of the time the music industry is a tough industry, right? You have so much pressure. There's you, people have like these things. Well, if I'm not selling out, you know, giant stadium, then I'm not, good. I haven't made it or whatever. So there's a lot of limiting beliefs out there to kind of work with. Uh, a lot of the time they're going to have family and friends who are not necessarily supportive. 
uh, who are, are quick mm-hmm. to tell them that they're not going to make it and to work, get a real job type of a thing. And so I love being the person to not do that, right? You know, I love being the opposite of that. Um, but I didn't necessarily love dealing with shady club owners. And I didn't necessarily, if I was working with a band and, and you know, sometimes half the members didn't want to show up to practice on time or didn't want to get as many gigs as were really necessary to, to build the brand and to keep going. Um, and there was a couple other things I didn't love about it. But, and, and so I'll never forget, it was literally, so 12 years ago, October of 2008, like three times during the same month, the term coaching came up and it was like life coaching, business coaching, health coaching. I don't remember the specific conversations. I just do remember the third one being like, you know, this is coming up for a reason. Uh, that's me. That's what I love to do. That's what I, I mean, I just feels like that's what I'm doing anyway in some capacity. Um, I'm just doing a bunch of other stuff too that I'd rather not be doing. So I started looking into uh, coach training. I spent the next six weeks or so, you know, looking around at different organizations. I enrolled in IPEC in February of 2009. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, one of the best decisions I ever made. It's certainly, it's funny when I enrolled in the program, I didn't think that I had too much more personal growth to go. I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, I really just going here for the certification uh, and get a couple extra tools I don't know that I didn't have. Uh, But really, Mike, I might have shared this with you in our initial conversation. I mean, it's not arguable that I am a better friend, a better brother, a better husband, a better father because I went through that program. And so, uh, yeah, so I, I enrolled in there in 2009. Before I even graduated from the program, though, I pick, I, you know, they're based out of New Jersey. And so they actually asked me to come work for them uh, in a capacity because I just I met with leadership. Um, you know, I was attending my training at the headquarters and we just found that we had some synergies. And so they asked me to come work for them. And so that's why, as you mentioned during the, the bio, the extended bio there, uh, that I also spent, uh, you know, almost 10 years working with IPEC as well. Cool. Um, I have a quick question because we are going to be talking about mindset today. Did you always have an interest in mindset work? It sounds like, you know, growing up in an entrepreneurial setting might have helped you with that. What what brought that interest for you? Yeah, you know what? It's a, that's a great question because the answer is probably kind of no and or I just didn't know that's what it was. You know what I mean? I, do, I wasn't the type of person to like go out of my way to... Um, think about mindset and being positive as much as just kind of probably an aspect of my DNA. My mom is a really, really nice lady and always looking for the positive things. And so there was probably a piece to that, that, that um, was instilled in me in an early age. I am the second oldest of 10. And so I spent a lot of time as a younger person taking care of my siblings. Uh, And so a lot of that was also being very nurturing and kind of supporting and that type of a thing. Um, So, you know, I, and I'm thinking out loud here because it's a, really a, something I hadn't thought about before, but as I'm looking back 20 plus years ago, I think, you know, when I first really started looking at it as a thing, like as a mindset thing, was I had uh, in like my late teens after high school, I had um, I, I, my, my first entrepreneur, my first entrepreneurial endeavor was in like a multi-level marketing company, this company called Equinox, and we were selling environmental products. And I'm going to say this was 1994 or so. And uh, as part of that, you, you started reading Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time I had read that book. And that was really my first, like, if I'm looking back to answer your question, honestly, like when I really had an idea that it was a thing, I think I'd heard Tony Robbins before that maybe a little bit, um, but not really to the fact that like, it, was a, it could be a career, it could be a way to actually have a profession and that it was something to, it was a form of study, right? To study mindset uh, can really serve your entire life. And I don't think I'd thought about it up until I really started read, until I read uh, Think and Grow Rich. Cool. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Cool. Definitely a classic book. Still, still very relevant. Yeah. It changed my life. I mean, literally, mm-hmm. again, one of these things, just even the concepts of reminding yourself on a daily basis multiple times 
um, what your life can be and, and what you deserve to have and what it's like to feel that way. I mean, I, I still do that three times a day, right? I still have what I call my I am statements and I work with my clients on that as well. And that directly for me came from Think and Grow Rich, uh, cool. what he calls a statement of desire. And I've got it posted up here on the wall. And I mean, it's um, it changed the lives of millions of people, right? For the past hundred years. Yep, for sure. Very cool book. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. In your own words, what does it mean to be creative? Uh, in my own words, to be creative, I think genuinely means to be curious. And I say that in the sense that to be curious as to what I can create, I know that's kind of redundant, but at the same time, to actually be creative, you, you have to want to create something, right? And so you have to at some point be curious as to what life would be like different if I had created this, whatever it may be. It could be a thought, it could be a question, it could be a conversation, it could be a piece of art, it could be at some point you're always creating something, um, but to be intentionally creative. So, and that's something else that's coming up for me is we're always creating something. I mean, literally we're Mm. always and always creating something. Right now, three of us are creating three awesome people recording a podcast, right? Um, You wake up in the morning. In fact, my book goes into this. The whole prologue of my book is uh, you are a creator. And so you wake up in the morning, you put on blue pants, blue socks, blue shirt, blue hat. You've created a person dressed in blue. Mm. We create conversation. We create art. Uh, If you literally write words on a piece of paper and put a sentence at the end, you've created a sentence. I'm sorry, you put a period at the end, you create a sentence. If you put peanut butter on a piece of one bread, jelly on the other, you put them together, you've created a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So I know this is obvious, but my point is to have to be creative is something that we as human beings are, whether we recognize it or not. So the question really becomes... Um, are we aware of what we're creating and how can we be more intentional about that? I think. Cool. Yeah. I appreciate that. No, it makes total sense. Uh, I asked that question because I think it's a word that we sort of just sort of assume the meaning of all the time. Oh, it's a really creative person or a really creative endeavor without really sort of digging into what truly is underneath that word. So I appreciate you highlighting that. Cool. Yeah, that actually means. And that's the cool thing. I mean, we are all creators, right? Literally, as part of being human, you're always creating something. And so once you start, once you step into that, it gives you the power to ask yourself, what am I creating today? Who am I creating today? And how am I empowering others to do the same? Cool. Awesome. Well, that's a great segue. Today, we're talking about nurturing a creative mindset. Can you tell us about the importance of a creative mindset in work and in life? Definitely. So, and we were just kind of touching that. So that, that's huge. It's like, um, it's it's not only the importance of having one, but recognizing that you have one, right? For me, or, or you have the option to have one, right? So at any point, if you, if you after we've already spoke about it, you've already, you recognize that you're always creating something. If you're stepping into a career as an entrepreneur, or it doesn't matter what you're doing as a, you know, an employee of a company, whatever your role is, your job is to create a person who, in my opinion, is enjoying what they're doing. And you are, uh, so to have a creative mindset is to be curious as to how can I be the best version of myself today? And whatever that means for you on a professional or personal level, right? So you can look at that in any way, um, you know, as a parent, as a friend, as a sibling, as whatever it is, as an entrepreneur, um, as a coach, right? How can I be the best version of myself? How can I create something that I'm excited to witness that I will look back on and be grateful that I did or that does empower or, um, enlighten someone else's experience. So the importance of it is to be curious and be creative is because life is a gift. And so many of us get caught up in the monotony of it. We, we, we actually take it for granted way more than I think people recognize they do. 
when you wake up in the morning, there is sunlight, there is gravity, there is oxygen just so that you can exist every single day. And literally you, whoever you are listening to this, that is all here for you to exist and have this experience as a, as a form of consciousness in a physical being walking around. What are you doing with it, right? So the, to answer your question, like why is it important to have a creative mindset? Because it's really all there is. Like you are creating anyway. And this is a gift. This is, a, this is your day today. Who are you going to be with it? What are you going to create? And when you start stepping into that and are genuinely curious as to what, you know, there are limitless possibilities. We get caught up in these habits of being the same person I was yesterday, which stacks up after the past 10 years. I'm still, it's, it changes gradually sometimes, little bits here and there. But you could be whoever you want today as, as soon as you decide that's who I am. And as soon as you start stepping into that and be genuinely curious, what does that mean to me? Who do I want to be? Like, that's when you, that is a creative mindset. So the important, they're, they're in some level, and there's lots of meta different ways to take this into deeper levels, but it's not only the only thing there is, but the most important thing there is because you are creating in the now, right? There's only now anyway. So to have a creative mindset and to recognize that you have the ability to create in the now, whatever and whoever you want, and whatever thoughts you want that will lead you to actions that they will serve your purpose um, is really all there is. So inspiring. Cool. Yeah, the mind blown meter just like maxed out quickly there. <laughs> I, I need to go reset it. <sighs> very, very cool. Yeah, the, the brain. Uh, sorry. So sometimes my brain will just turn on and then I just, I, then I stop all of a sudden I realize that I'm, but I'm back now. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, cool. You talk a lot about going from judgment to curiosity to empower a creative mindset. Can you tell us more about that? Totally. So important. Um, in fact, I'm working on a book on, on that. Oh, let me dial it back up. I have an idea for a book around that. <laughs> That's about as far as working has gone, it has gone. But uh, yeah, what's that? It counts. It does. Exactly. Um, so listen, I mean, when you are judging anything, whether it be yourself, your experience, someone else, somebody else's experience, you are labeling them and you're putting them in a box based on your perspective. Right. Totally. And that can be yourself. You're, you're labeling yourself, putting yourself in a box based on your previous life's perspective or perhaps someone else's perspective that it's, has taught you this way of being. Right. Um, and I'll, I'm trying to use a, a quick example. And I can't think of one. So I will just say um, to shift it to curiosity. Instead, you remove the box and you remove the label. Uh, so the if I'm saying uh, I'll just talk about myself, if I'm judging myself as not good enough. I'm judging myself as. Uh, I, you know, I should lose more weight. I should be further along in my career. I should be in a better relationship. I'm all these different things you know, I'm shooting on myself all day long. And I'm, I'm at this point where I'm judging myself as not good enough, right? I'm going through, I pick, you know, the concept of a gremlin, uh, the, this inner critic that is just telling me that I'm not good enough. And as soon as you shift that should to a could and you get from, so the judgment is you're, you're, you're not good enough. And so you shift it to a could and you get curious. It's like, okay, well, I, I, I could lose more weight. I could be further along in my career. I could be in a better relationship. And when you go to could, you can even feel the energy in the way I say it, right? There mm -hmm. is a difference in I should versus I could. And when you say I could, it's like, okay, so now I can be curious, what does that look like? What does that feel like? What 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 would it look like if I did want to lose my weight, get a different career, whatever that may be. Um, and so that's when we're judging ourselves and we go from judgment to curious or, or to, from judgment to curiosity. Well, why am I that way? Well, I'm that way because X, Y, and Z. Awesome. Is that who I want to be? Curiosity again, uh, not necessarily. Great, curiosity again. So what could I do differently? What would that path look like if I wanted to? And obviously as coaches, you guys know the best way to really get to anybody's course to ask powerful questions. And so so curiosity is, is the root and the core of that, right? Ask mm -hmm. ourselves the same things. Um, and then when we take it outside ourselves and whether it be just life or human beings in general, obviously there's a lot of judgment going on in the world right now. 
Um, and it's mm-hmm. really all separation. And again, that's a different bucket that I want to try to hold on to if I can remember later, but really, cause we're all one. And when we, when you start to judge, you'll immediately separate things, right? You separate somebody else's good, bad, maybe better than you, might be worse than you, but different. That's all ego. But let's just say I grew up in Western New Jersey as I did. And I grew up in this, this County. It's kind of out here in the, in the country a little bit. And I, I'm, I'm raised in a certain culture by my family who were raised by their, their parents. And I, I've been raised a certain way based on every single second of my life and my experiences. I am who I am and I have these perspectives. And I suddenly go to Newark airport and I see somebody or thousands of people who were raised differently and dressed differently and speak differently and act differently and behave differently socially and all these different things. And I immediately, based on my experience, start judging them. Whether I know it, like it or not, I'm judging them. Sometimes it's not necessarily good or bad, and often it is, right? I'm judging them. I would never dress that way. I would never talk that way. I would never, you know, eat that type of food, whatever it is. All these different things I'm judging, judging, judging. Um, and even though it's good, oh, my gosh, that person must be uh, really successful because of how they're dressed. Right? They're, they must be better than me. I'm judging them, but you don't know anything about them. So that's all judgment. And when you go – and that, and now, by the way, uh, I'm – recognizing Lisa, this is how does this play into a creative mindset? So I know I'm not getting there yet, but I'm saying that out loud so that I remember to get there. (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) Um, But just the the concepts of judgment versus curiosity. But so now in all those people, if I show up at the airport and instead of me saying, I would never do that, it's like, ah, I wonder what that human being's life is like that has led them to behave in that manner, whatever it is. And so now I'm not putting them this label as bad or good or different. Mm. I'm just being curious as to what it is. And when you do that, you start, you, you open up empathy, you open up understanding and you open up curiosity. And then of course you end up opening up creativity mm-hmm. because if you're not thinking that everything is the way it is based on your prior, ex- private, uh, prior experience, you now open up the opportunity for to be creative with it because you're not labeling as well, it's only this. So that's what it is. Mm. You instead are saying it could be anything that I don't know enough about. So how can I create a curiosity, but be, um, so let me, let me take it back even from a business standpoint um, to shift gears. It would be, uh, I'm trying to think from a creative, st- how curiosity, if, if you're, um, let's just say I'm not where I want to be in my business. And so I'm judging my business as not good enough. And I'm, and I'm spending literal physical energy through my thoughts, right? I'm spending time and energy because every time you have a thought, you, you are creating energy. Like there's waves, you can measure your brain waves. Right? So you're, you're literally, when you have a thought, you're creating these thoughts, you're spending time creating energy that is saying, I'm not good enough. My business is not good enough. And I'm putting it in this label, this box of not being good enough. Now, if I instead send that exact same amount of time and that exact same amount of energy saying, what would it be like if this would better? What could I be doing to make this better? What, who could I connect with that I could learn from? What is the opportunity for growth in this scenario? You are now being curious, right? All those different things are questions that you're asking yourself about your business. Um, and with that comes creativity. So now that I've asked myself these questions, your brain automatically wants to answer them. And when they start to answer them, that is creating an answer and creating the process. So I, I think I jumped around a little bit there, but I hope I answered the question as well. Absolutely. And yeah. it goes back to uh, one of IPEC's principles that I love and I often go back to and that faith is more powerful than proof. Yeah. And so when you think of judgment and putting something in a box, that's your proof. You only have one outcome. Right. But if you have faith in the future and the outcome and you have that curiosity, then the possibilities are endless. Literally. 
And the other piece about that is, and this has been a big part of my growth over the past year, is when you start stepping into how you would, like when you can get curious as to how will I feel when it is going well, right? If, like, so if I'm, I'm, I'm concerned my, my company isn't doing well, my, my whatever it is, my job isn't going right, and I'm spending time thinking about that, I'm physically feeling not the way that I want to be feeling. And I'm, fi- I'm spending time creating stress hormones mm-hmm. and physically making my body quote unquote sick or diseased, right? In, in that sense. And so if I instead say, okay, this is not, those are not the results that I wanted. These are the, and, and get clear on what the results, again, curiosity, right? What are the results that I really want? Am I spending my time looking at what I don't want? Or am I really being curious as what I do want and looking what I can do? And then once you understand what those results are and what that outcome is that you actually want to, in that exact same moment, create the feelings, the internal feelings of, of how you would feel if it was accomplished. And when you do that, instead of now chasing the feeling of having feeling good because your business is doing well, you're feeling the feelings because your business is doing well. And you're mm-hmm. no longer in this thing where you're chasing the outcome, you're feeling the outcome, and then the outcome comes to you. And so by, by creating curiosity, we also... Um, well, curiosity and mixing it with feelings of gratitude, compassion, joy, love, connectivity, uh, all these different things. We then live life more on purpose. And, and, and you know, I'm actually even getting emotional. I can really enjoy life for what it is. Cool. I love these episodes where we're not really talking about super tactical stuff. We're talking about the mindset parts that really influence everything. Like, yeah, we could talk about objectives and strategies and coaching and all that good stuff. But like, we don't have the underlying thought on what we're doing. Like it's just nothing goes anywhere. And I really appreciate you going in depth on this stuff now, because this is a pretty cool conversation we're having. If I do say so myself. Yeah. Love it. Blessed to be here. Yeah. So my mindset around sales has shifted a lot over the last few years, and it's clear that it's a real life skill for everyone. So if you're in a job search, if you're running a business, whatever it is that you're doing, being a very accomplished sales professional yourself, how has creativity helped you with that? Um, and I, I don't want to sound redundant because I, and, and I mean this in a great way. I feel like we, we covered it in a, in the, in the sense that, um, by being curious and creative with my conversations, uh, being curious to really, how can I serve whomever I'm speaking with as a salesperson, right? Always, and so, you know, we, we, at the top, you, you touched on this new company that started Teach Me to Sell. So teachmetosell.com, you know, our big thing is telling people to, to stop selling and start serving, right? Do the right thing for every person every time. Meet them where they're at. And sometimes wherever they're, the right thing is not buying your product. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the right thing is educating them to that they know the product is or isn't for them. Creating that level five, that win-win scenario, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes just by serving. So by, by being curious and being creative sometimes, so a couple different things. One is you can be creative to really help the other person know what is the right move for them one way or the other and serve them in the best possible way. But also sometimes you can get creative because you're tired of having the same sales conversation, you know, for the 18th time this week. And so for your own uh, ability to enjoy the passion of whatever you're doing, to be creative in your conversations and to add, well, you know, ask yourself again, curiosity, what can I add to this conversation today? What can I do differently that will help me enjoy whatever I'm doing? That will, especially sometimes if you connect with somebody, uh, and this didn't really happen to be very much at all in, in IPEC, 
in those sales places. But if whatever you're selling, if you connect with somebody who you don't necessarily align with or you don't really mm. jive with their energy or whatever, um, you know, to be creative, like, okay, so what are my options? How can I enjoy this conversation more? How can I uh, insert empathy and understanding of why this person might be, right? Again, going back to judgment versus curiosity, instead of judging them for being a jerk, I can really be curious as like what their day has been like, what, what's going on in their life? What has the past 30 years of their life been like? I have no idea and I never will. So instead, um, how can I meet them where they're at and, and be the best version of myself for them? And so in that space, sometimes that can be a creative space, right? That's a creative mindset. How can I create a person who's enjoying this conversation <laughs> when yeah. I wasn't before? And that's such a, an interesting tip for people because we have a lot of job seekers who listen to our show. So for job seekers, what would it be like to bring that question into your job search? Totally. And listen, and it goes right back to what we talked right, right before you asked that question is my advice to any job seekers out there is to spend more time in gratitude for the job that you want. And I mean, I don't mean like three seconds, right? It's not like, oh, I, I, okay, I know what the job feels like. That's, that's cool. I mean, like sit in, in with your eyes closed uh, and in a meditative state and just genuinely moving through in your mind, imagining what your life is like in this job, imagining getting that letter and literally just how would you feel? Imagine yourself shaking your boss's new or your new boss's hand, whatever it is that your job looks like. Mm -hmm. Spend time every single day, by the way, this is not just a one-time thing either. I mean, you think about it, how many times we have 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day. How many of those are for gratitude? How many of those are gratitude for the job that you have instead of anger and frustration for not having a job? And when you're spending so much time every single day in that space, and it's natural, by the way, it makes perfect sense that, that you're doing that, by the way. Um, and if you decided not to, and, and people are like, well, is it all just rainbows and unicorns? I'm like, no, but it actually it can be in the moments when you're just sitting there, if you want to close your eyes and create those elevated emotions um, and use your heart, like physically imagine, you know, the, the energy of love coming out of your heart and, and gratitude for your job and gratitude for whatever that will bring into your life. And if you started doing that literally, let's say three times a day, every single day, and then also take action, right? It's not all just sit, mm. sit in a dark room eight hours a day and meditate on, on gratitude. I mean, that works for some people, monks and everything. But um, if you're just, if you're worried that you don't, you're not finding the job, ask yourself how many of your thoughts throughout the day are, are focused on you not having the job, because that's exactly what you're getting more of. Makes so much sense. So much sense. Yeah. We often talk about the idea of, uh, to create, to become the ideal candidate for someone who's looking to employ you. I mean, start thinking like the person who's already in that role, right? Totally. And it really feeds into what you just said. Cool. Yeah. I just, um, in fact, I was just, well, I was on a call with a client yesterday and I had this great, I'm, I'm, I just, so I have my own little podcast. that's also called be patient, be present, be joyful. And it's typically like five or six minutes of me just kind of talking to my phone. A lot of the stuff I've been, uh, talking about this evening, that type of thing. And I, after working with a client yesterday of this concept of that I'm calling um, pushing on the pull door, right? Like you've, you've seen mm -hmm. that old, uh, yeah. what's the, the, what's the name of that, that cartoon? Wild, it's not wild side. Um, far side, far side was like, the, it's like school of geniuses. And the guy's like pushing on the door, it says pull, uh, <laughs> that sort of thing. And so it's this concept that when we are, and I'll use the, the, the job hunters, job seekers is a great example. And this, so when we just talk about a quantum physics level, you're sitting there, you're, you're creating thoughts about not liking my life because I don't get a job, because I'm not getting callbacks, because nobody responded to my letters, because nobody, you're sitting this. And you are literally by doing that, 
you're pushing the outcome away and you're pushing the job away and you're pushing where you want to be because you're having thoughts that are envisioning all this stuff and so much physical energy that is going towards what you don't want. And so you're pushing what you want away by thinking about the opposite. And not only thinking about it, but your energy, your physical energy, like when you walk into it, it's like, oh, I still didn't get my job today. Like that is like, that is having an, that is having a reaction on your life. Mm-hmm. And it has a reaction on the people you have conversations with, as opposed to um, when you start to, again, I already touched on this, so I don't want to be too repetitive, but the opposite of, of, of creating gratitude for the job that you want. And, and, and by the way, not only the job that you want, but your ability to get the job that you want, your mm-hmm. ability to seek out a job that you want, your ability to, to walk on earth and communicate with people and learn and seek education or whatever, or listen to this podcast, whatever it is, when you create gratitude for all of that, you are instead, you are pulling the opportunity towards you through your, through your own awareness. Um, so stop pushing on the pull door, everybody. <laughs> Love it. Amazing idea. Great image for sure. In my head, I, uh, that'll stay forever. Yeah. So to just sort of flip Lisa's last question around a bit, how has your work in sales really helped you foster that creative mindset? I know you may have touched on this. Is there anything else you'd want to add? Um, you know what? I would say that my work in sales, the, I think the best part about my work in sales is the amount of people that I spoke with. Hmm. And so you do get an understanding of what a lot of different people's personalities and backgrounds are going to be, right? So it gives you more of an understanding. You know, Lisa, you touched on limitless possibilities. And so everybody, there are billions of people on this planet who have had billions of different stories and experiences. And when you start to realize that from having a number of different conversations and recognizing that everybody is exactly who they should be for every single second of life they've lived up until this moment, um, you start to recognize and internalize that for yourself and for everybody else you come in contact with. Like, So that there's a lot of aspects of that. So I would say that knowing that there's going to have different conversations and everybody is unique, especially if you're having the same conversation 18 times in a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the other person is not, has not had the same conversation that you've had 18 times in a day. So knowing that, um, I don't know if that answers the question, but I guess it's like, you know, by, by having so much diversity in the human beings that I've had the chance to connect with, uh, that has also enhanced my ability to, to be more curious and to have an understanding of empathy and, and that there's just different people that, that are going to have a need and different needs and different things. And it literally, as a salesperson, to anybody listening out there as a salesperson, it literally has nothing to do with me. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, there's certainly, you can learn sales skills and tools, right? And that there's definitely processes to learn. There's definitely important questions to learn. There's the value of having a process and not just kind of winging it and saying, okay, we're going to talk about this at the beginning and kind of guiding the conversation and, and, I don't say in a bad way, but controlling the, the direction of the conversation, like all that is important and valuable and will help you in sales. In the grand scheme of things, some people are just not going to buy. And those people literally has nothing to do with you, has everything to do mm. with them. Cool. Some really interesting insights there that I think when most people think of sales, they wouldn't have ever thought of. So appreciate you adding that. Yeah, sweet. How do you handle, so to go back to really creativity as the root of the conversation here, how do you handle a sudden, small, or maybe even a large drop in your sense of creativity? Uh, you know what? That is a cool question because I haven't had one of those in a very long time. <laughs> and I say that like right now, I have about five different projects that I'm working on from company. Like I'm, I'm developing an app. I have the sales training company. I have my book. I have my coaching clients. Um, I think there's two or three other things. And so, so it's a difficult question for me to actually answer. Um, I think 
in my experience and for, for a person who is a little bit of an ADD entrepreneur, uh, I, in those spaces, I take it as a sign that it's probably more of a physical thing that my body is saying it's time to rest and it's time to relax and maybe spend some time with my family um, or spend some time with my friends or do something that is not creative and, and enjoy nature and enjoy the, the, the presence of life itself. You know what I mean? So I, I don't think it's a bad thing at all, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I know you weren't insinuating that it was. I'm just processing out loud. Um, so, but when that does come up, I just see it as an opportunity, right? So I, I can be curious. Okay, so what what is this coming up? If I don't need to do something, maybe it's time for me to take a break. Maybe life is telling me, give me an opportunity to to rest my soul. Hmm. Sounds like curiosity and exploring how you're feeling in that moment is kind of the beginning of the solution to that. If you feel it as a problem, a yeah. sudden drop in creativity, then just add more curiosity and yeah, kind of brings you back absolutely. to a new place. Yeah. Well, and that's it, totally right. So, and now that you're saying that out loud, it's like so. Your question it was almost like insinuating, um, and I really mean this with love, but that a drop yeah. in creativity was is a bad thing, right? We were, we were judging it as bad. Mm-hmm. Totally. And then instead, and I like that you certainly reflected. So instead of judging it as bad, it doesn't, it is what you say it is. If it's bad, then you, you put it in this box and you've labeled it as bad as opposed to being hot. Like, I wonder why I'm dropped in curiosity. I mean, I dropped in, in creativity. I wonder what's going on. Uh, what, what could be the answer? And then stepping into that. Cool. Yeah, kind of going with the flow. Totally. Well, and again, so there's only now, always. There's always only now. Be here now. Right. And when you start to do that, because we get so caught up in that's why, you know, my, my book is called Be Patient, Be Present, Be Joyful, because if you're patient, you're here now. If you're present, you're here now. And if you're joyful, you're here now. Right. That's not the only reason it's called that, but that, that it really does speak to this concept of deciding who you want to be at any given moment. So many of us say, you know, this happened to me two weeks ago. This happened to me 10 years ago. This is happening over there. I saw this on the news. I saw this. This I'm worried about what's going to happen in the future. I mean, all these things were just creating stories instead of just being here now and saying there is sunlight, there is oxygen, there are stars outside. There's this giant universe that I can I can go out and look at whenever I want to. You know, I can create life. I'm I'm I'm, I'm a parent. I can um, I'm a teacher. I, I can serve people. I can I can help people who are not well. I can do whatever I want. I can be whoever I want right now. And instead of just spending time being angry at something that happened in the past. It just doesn't serve anybody. So be here now. Cool. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I'm feeling it too. Big time. It's, it's powerful. Super powerful. Yeah. And not only to be here now, but to create gratitude for the ability to be here now and, and the ability to, have awareness that you can be, that you are here now, right? So it's like gratitude for gratitude. Like, I mean, which is pretty cool. Really cool. It is very cool. I'm loving this conversation. Yeah. Hmm. I'm really glad we just gave that a minute to just yeah. settle. Cause I think that a lot of people will kind of take that in and just feel it as well. And we should give it the time it, it deserves. Be present with it for sure. So, Kind of going back a little bit more to the tactical side of things. Do you have any tips for job seekers or for employed professionals on how to bring more creativity into their job search or into their daily work? Now, don't don't smack me, but be 
be be more curious. <laughs> we can start there. Meaning, meaning, like so, so to be more specifically tactical, like in the sense that if my job search is just not going well, first of all, have you asked yourself recently, like, why is it not going well, or or like, is this really even the job they want, or what is my energy around this career? Am I searching something that I was told that I should be doing, or am I doing something that lights me up, right? And sometimes, and that's not to say that people aren't pursuing jobs that light them up and not getting it. I mean, it's certainly, you know, life's an adventure, but I'm saying a lot of the time, if it's, and it's such a unique time in history, just in general, but if you, um, if you really start being more curious as to what I can be doing differently, right. And not with, and that, that's so, so be curious and control your energy or be aware of your energy. Because if you're saying, why isn't this happening to me? Why aren't I getting the job? Like there's energy in the way I was just saying it, right? And you're constantly mm-hmm. in your brain, like that recorder is going over and over again. Why? Well, this is, and you start blaming everybody else. You start blaming the, the economy. You can start blaming the government. You can start blaming everything that you want or anything that you want, as opposed to being genuinely curious and ask the same question. So I wonder why I haven't gotten this job yet or what responsibility do I have in that? And that's not like, well, it's not my fault. I'm not saying fault. I didn't use the word fault, right? I'm saying, what is my responsibility in the now? Again, the now. Mm-hmm. Um, what is my responsibility in the now? Like, who am I being right now? And how is that, how is that having an effect on everything that, that I'm bringing into my life? What can I do differently tomorrow that I didn't try yesterday? Um, so there's, and I, the, first, the word that's coming to my mind, and I'm, I'm, this is a judging word, but like lazy, am I being lazy, right? Mm-hmm. Am, I, am, I, am I doing more than I could? Like, how important is this job to me? Did I spend nine hours today looking for a job? Because right now your job is to find a job, right? Yeah. So if you don't have a job, your job is to find a job. And a job typically lasts anywhere from eight to 10 hours. If you're an entrepreneur, it might last longer, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yep. so if you're only putting in an hour a day and you put out a bunch of resumes and it's just not happening, um, you and, and it can feel that way, right? You send out a thousand resumes and I did that all day on Tuesday. And so, I don't know, whatever. I made a fun, bunch of phone calls or I sent some emails. Great. How? But did you put in 40 hours this week? And if you really want the outcome, figure out what, you know, figure out what to do next. And well, I did, you know, I've, I reached out to every single, you know, how possible is that? Mm-hmm. Um, and what, what other types of blocks are you putting up? Like, is there, is there an opportunity to move? You know, where your location, is there the opportunity to look in a different industry that also excites you? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes when, and so here's another deep concept uh, that I love and that changed my life is that life is happening for you always. Like literally it's even on your worst day, it's happening for you. Again, going back to gravity, sunlight, oxygen. So if you, if you start to step into this concept that no matter what is going on, Hey, I haven't had a job in seven months, it's happening for me. And then you get Instead of angry, what do you mean this is happening for me? This is happening to me. I don't have a job. I don't have any money. You know, it's like it's the, that Seinfeld episode. Uh, you know, what did you say? I'm uh, I'm dating a virgin. I'm in this contest. Something's got to give, right? <laughs> uh, so you just feel like all this stuff is happening to you. But the truth is it's happening for you. And if you start stepping into that, okay, I haven't had a job in seven months. How? And you genuinely and with real authentic curiosity ask, how could this possibly be happening for me? Well, it could be happening for me because I learned how to look for a job. I reached out to new people. I started looking to be on podcasts. Maybe I started my own podcast. Maybe I started, um, I, I reached out to a friend I hadn't talked to in a long time, but I saw him on Facebook. They were in an industry. Um, and if it is, maybe life is telling you to move states or move locations or just be open to opportunity 
And instead of being stuck and things have to be the way I thought they, I, I want them to be based in the past 10 years of my life, instead of being curious as to how could they be if I stepped outside my comfort zone and was curious as to something else that I want to do that's fun, how could that change the complete trajectory of your life? And by the way, when you start stepping into gratitude and you start recognizing that life is happening for you and you think about that every single day, you start to see how it is happening for you because what you're thinking about is what you get. Mm-hmm. And by the way, you, then your life, your trajectory does change. And perhaps if you had some thoughts maybe months ago about wanting to live more on purpose and wanting to have a better life and wanting to have a different type of relationship and wanting to, to be more creative and wanting to connect. Uh, but guess what? You, there, there's a reason why you want to do all that stuff because you haven't been doing it. So stop trying to be the person that you were when you suddenly decided that you wanted to change and start being the person that is changing and being open to what change actually looks and feels like. And by the way, that looks and feels like is going to be uncomfortable because you're not the mm-hmm. same person that you were in order to break out of that, that path, that, that path, break out of that um, rhythm of what that wasn't serving you. You clearly said, I don't want to be this person anymore. When you start stepping into whatever is coming for you and you start embracing it with gratitude and intention and curiosity, um, life just gets better and better. Super cool episode. I have really appreciated just listening and learning being curious to what you're saying here. We have some questions that we like to ask of all of our guests who join us on the show. And so changing gears just a little bit, I think you'll enjoy this question though. What would you say is the most fun you've had in your career, Ryan? Um, so my, and I'm out loud, my, the first thing that comes, I mean, this, this year, <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but 2020 has been an amazing year for me. Um, I have guested on 50 podcasts plus in the past, since June. Um, I have been like, getting some amazing feedback from my book. Um, I mean, just some, like I said, a, someone sent me a picture, like a woman had my book on her deathbed. You know what I mean? It was like that type of a oh. thing I, I had. So things like that, I'll just leave it at that. But just other people just reaching out to me out of nowhere, telling me how they, I ran into a woman who I didn't even, I hadn't seen in like 10 years. And she's like, oh, your sister gave me a copy of your book and I carry it with me everywhere I go. Because yeah. it is, it, it's a first aid kit, right? It, it's literally, um, so that, that while the title is Be Patient, Be Present, Be Joyful, there's a subtitle of a first aid kit for the emotional bumps, scrapes, and bruises of life. And it is literally, it's it's very small. I mean, you can read it in 35 minutes. And it, so it's made with two two points. One, you can read straight through it if you want to. Uh, but two, after that, or and, or even if you didn't, it's designed so you can literally open it up to any page at any time and find something that is highlighted that will stand out to you and serve you in that moment in patience and presence and joy and creativity and that type of thing. Cool. So, and there's lots of big pictures. So anyway, it's, it's a type of thing that you, you keep in your glove compartment, you keep in your purse, that type of thing. So really stepping into my greatness this year and connecting with people on a global scale. Um, you know, I, I stopped working with IPEC in March after 10 years. And while it was an amazing organization has really just given me the opportunity to spread my wings and to, to, um, reach more of my purpose. So I would say this year is, is the most fun that I've had. And um, I can't wait for 2021. Cool. That's incredible. Looking forward to checking out your book. Yeah. I'm looking forward to sending it to you. Yeah. Very excited. We talk about things on this show that happen over the course of a person's career. Sometimes that involves risk. And I'm curious to know what's the biggest risk that you've taken in your career and how did it turn out? Um, you know, I would say that right now, again, same answer, to be honest with you. After getting comfortable at IPEC for 10 years, you know, there's aspects mm-hmm. of it that I loved. Um, 
there's aspects of being a natural entrepreneur that just was almost knew that I was settling for a nine to five because it was comfortable type of a thing. And I love connecting with people like you guys. And I, I mean, I love people that work there. I mean, there were so many benefits to it. Right. Um, but to, to suddenly just say, okay. And by the way, and I was let go from my pack, by the way, as COVID started. So it wasn't like, I, and I didn't, so it wasn't really my risk, mm-hmm. but I did not go get a new job. I did not seek another job. I did not even consider. So that, that's why I guess I'm thinking aloud in the mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Um, so knowing and really stepping into like, this is, this happened for me. This is the best thing that could hmm. have possibly happened for me. Um, so that's, that's my initial answer because this has been such a powerful year and I have been getting, and by the way, uh, my book was published last July. So July of 2019. And I sold maybe two, two or 300 copies when it first came out and it was kind of to family and friends and that type of thing on Facebook. And obviously I didn't know that COVID was coming. I didn't know that 2020 was, was going to show up the way that it did. And the fact that the way that it's had this impact and the way that it is showing up exactly for the people that need it during this this year, um, again, happening for me and for everybody. So um, knowing all that, you know, that there's aspects. I'm not sure why I went there, but it's reminded me. So um, but so the point of, of that initial risk, but just to anybody else out there to kind of also answer the question. The word risk I guess it comes up to me as something to say that being any type of an entrepreneur just is a risk, right? And so without risk, there is no reward as they, I think that's the, that's the, the saying. Mm-hmm. So the biggest risk is deciding to just be a human being that can do whatever the heck you want to <laughs> for anybody. Deciding that today is your gift. And then once you realize that it's not a risk, cool. it's a gift. So true. Yeah. Love it. So the biggest risk, Mike, is to realize that there is no such thing as risk. <sighs> the second mind blowing. <laughs> take, take that shot to the dome. <laughs> Got to go and reset the mind blown meter yeah. again. <laughs> oh, wow. Awesome. All right. So our last question is, what is the best piece of career advice that you have ever received? Be here now. Beautiful. Hmm. And that's, Career advice, that's just life advice. It's a, but, the, but it's all the same thing. Love it. Yeah. All right. Well, where can people find you? Uh, thank you for asking and thank you for the opportunity to share. So you can, again, my name is Ryan Stanley. That's R-Y-A-N-S-T-A-N-L-E-Y. And I say it like that because you can find me at ryanstanley.com. Uh, if so, check me out there. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. Uh, all the buttons for those are on my, my ryanstanley.com. But also, if you just kind of search around, you'll find me. Um, if you are interested in purchasing my book, which is again called Be Patient, Be Present, Be Joyful, a first aid kit for the emotional bumps, scrapes, and bruises of life, you can also get that on my website. If you go there, there'll be a button that says Be Patient, Be Present, Be Joyful. Just click on that. And if you order it from me directly, you'll get a signed copy. And that will also, depending on my availability, come with a complimentary coaching session. But if you find yourself just on Amazon, as many of us do, and have your cart just waiting there, it is also available on Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, and wherever books are sold. Just search uh, Be Patient, Be Present, Be Joyful, and or Ryan M. Stanley. Uh, 48 reviews, five stars, unanimous. Actually, that's not true. There is one four-star review. I think they just wanted to be different. They have wonderful things to say in the review, but they couldn't give me the full five. I'll make it more about them than it is about the book. Um, So uh, check it out there. And then also, as I touched on, I mean, if you are new to sales, if you're in a sales capacity, if you are a a coach, the reason we started Teach Me to Sell is that we found there are so many coaches out there who want to serve. They either worked with a coach or they just realized that this was their calling and they want to serve others. 
And then all of a sudden they had their first call and they realized they, that somebody asked them how much they cost and they freaked out and or they want to give all their stuff away for free mm-hmm. or suddenly I'm giving you a discount. Um, you know, there's there's two of us. So I'm the headmaster of mindset to teach me to sell. And then I've got a partner, a guy named Kirk Van Linden, who also worked at IPEC for a little bit. And uh, he is the sales, the lead sales trainer. He's had decades of like, well, not decades, but at least a decade plus of actual sales training in, you know, million dollar companies. Um, so he's like the left brain, like the, here's the real, we're both coaches, but he's like, here's the skill set, Here's the process. Here's the tools that you need. I'm going to train you. And I am the, uh, you know, I'm the right side of the brain. I'm the, you know, what type of human being do you want to be while you're, you're in your sales? And so really for free stuff, this isn't even a sales pitch right now. I mean, if you go to, to YouTube, we have, um, we've just started like a pretty active YouTube channel. We do two to five videos a week and uh, we've got just started in August. And so there's about 40, 50 free videos right there on sales and mindset. So you can just go to YouTube and, and search teach me to sell. Fantastic. Cool. And we'll post all of those links in our show notes as well. So that people can find them easily. Awesome. This has been amazing. Honestly, the energy of this conversation just sort of speaks for itself. I mean, the energy that you brought to conversations that you and I had back in, I guess it was 2016, a little bit of 2017, honestly, because yeah. I was a, I dragged out that sales process going into IPEC a little bit, but you were always just this fantastically positive guy, easy to talk to. Let's come back into this conversation again tonight. So super grateful to have it and Love just it. really appreciate what you're doing. And we'll, we will definitely encourage our dear listener to, to check you out. Yeah. Blessed to be here as always. Blessed to uh, connect with you guys. And again, it's like, you know, like you said, three years later, no such thing as coincidence. So uh, decide, everybody out there, decide who you want to be and go do something about it today. Cool. Awesome. Let's close it on that for the Career Builders podcast. I'm Mike Bird. I'm Lisa Plain. Our guest was Ryan Stanley. Decide who you want to be. Go out and do it. Hope you're doing well. And we hope you'll join us again soon. Bye for now.